Welcome to Our Parsha deals with a variety of different scenarios, different cases, and halachas. Rashi introduces a very important rule. Dibur Hakosu Bahavish means Torah uses the most common, the most realistic scenarios to bring examples. Ultimately, the details are not particular, therefore, can be applied to many other cases. For example, first time Rashi introduces it, the Basak says, If an ox gores a human being and he'll die, that ox will have to be murdered. Rashi points out ultimately any animal which murders a human being will be murdered. Happens to be it was the most common. It would happen with an ox. Therefore, it is the example Terry gives. Another pasuk later says, You're not allowed to let a sorcerer live. Rashi points out that the word machshefa is in female term, not because the Allah would be any different if it was a machashiv, it was a male sorcerer. It was just more common back in the day for females to practice um, witchcraft. Third pasuk, Rashi brings this regarding the pasuk says, tiuli baser Jewish people need to be holy, therefore you're not allowed to eat meat which was torn apart in the field by beasts. Rashi points out how ultimately it could have been torn apart anywhere. It could be in the home as well. It's just more common for animals to get torn apart. Ultimately, any time that an animal isn't checked properly, a Jew is not allowed to eat it. Now, the Rebbe has a few simple questions. First of all, why does Rashi introduce this rule only by the Pasuk regarding the ox goring? There are Pesukim earlier that fall into the same category. For example, regarding monetary payment for damage, the Pasuk says, people are going to argue, they're going to fight, and one will hit the other. The fact that people are arguing first is only because that's the most common scenario. It's not that it has to be people who are fighting. Nevertheless, Rashi doesn't feel a need to tell us why not? Another question, why does Rashi feel a need to bring it in all three different psukim? Why not once establish a rule and we'll know it ourselves for the later psukim? As well as something very strange, when it comes to the third psukim about Basar Basada Trefa, Rashi doesn't just tell us the rule, Rashi feels a need to bring proofs, two proofs from later in Sefer Tvarim, as well as he brings Unklus who argues with him. The question becomes, if Rashi feels a need to prove his point, why prove it only the third time he introduces it? Why doesn't he prove it earlier on? That explains a powerful idea. Even a child understands any time Torah is literally just painting a scene, the details are irrelevant. Torah just uses details because that's the most common case. The question becomes of the psukim that Rashi is dealing with. When you say v'chiyigach shoyer, the fact that it was an ox is a very important detail, very relevant detail, because the shoyer is going to end up getting skilla. It's going to end up getting um, stoned. Therefore, I would maybe assume when it's such an important factor, Torah is not just going to throw out a term because it's more common. It's going to be more particular. Therefore, Rashi has to teach me no. Diber Ultimately, you get to the next pasuk. It's even harder to say this rule. Why? Here, there's no story altogether. It's literally just a verdict. When Torah is saying a psak din, Torah is obviously being very particular. Rashi says no. Even by machshelo isachai, it's only because Ultimately, when it comes to the third pasuk, it's the hardest. It's the greatest chiddush. Why? Here, there's literally an extra word. The word basada is completely unnecessary. When it comes to the first two examples, the fact that it was an ox, the fact that it was a female machshefa, Torah has to give some example. So we use a shur, we use a machshefa. Here, the word is completely unnecessary. You could just say basar trev. You could just say the animal was torn apart. Why do you have to say a location? Therefore, we must say that the fact that Torah is literally adding an unnecessary word is particular. And therefore, Rashi says, no, even here, 
it's just because Divar Kasa Bahaiva, and therefore Rashi feels the need to bring proofs, and therefore Rashi says that an uncle argues with me, because again, in the third passage, is the greatest Chiddush. That episode has a beautiful idea in Yenushal Torah, Ohira from Rashi. The idea of Dibar Hakasa Bahaiva means when things are extraordinary, everybody knows it's from God. What about Hoiva? What about the regular day to day? Dibar Hakasa, you have to remember it's really only God's words, God's energy that's in everything. Specifically here in our Parsha, Parsha's Mishpatim, after Matan Torah, we have the ability to reveal, even in the Hoiva, even in the day to day life, how it's truly Dibar Hakasa. This is all Hashem's words that is creating our world. May each have a wonderful day.